All right, everybody. Uh, today I am interviewing it's my very first interview, so I'm super stoked about this. Um, it is with the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Mr. Soho Johnny. Um, Mr. Soho Johnny, if if you would, um, how how did you get the name Soho Johnny? Well, first of all, Jesse, it's my pleasure, and thank you for having me on your show today. Yes, sir. Thank you for being here. Uh, well, I get asked that question a lot. Soho Johnny kind of is a platform that organically grew, mm-hmm. uh, realistically, because my family roots go back over four, probably almost five generations in Soho, in the Big Apple, New York City, yes. in Soho District, historic district area. Uh, my grandfather had come probably a hundred years ago to the area and worked there. Uh, you know, like many of people listening to uh, the broadcast here, or immigrants, whatever, and uh, didn't have much money. And he started making a living uh, just by salvaging and moving on to, um, you know, my father's generation and trucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we continued on from there. Uh, so, uh, in later years, with a lot of my friends and, and colleagues, uh, I just got the moniker Soho Johnny. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've actually only been to New York one time, and um, I stayed just outside of Times Square, and it's it's a very beautiful city. But um, I will say this: um, New York City is it, it. They definitely have some some hustlers. <laughs> Um, it's the grind does not stop up there. When they say it's a city that never sleeps, they are they are not playing. Um, but it's it's a beautiful city. I, I've never actually been to the Soho district though. Um, what, what is it like there? Well, in the borough of Manhattan, Soho is is a historic district. And it's protected by a city agency called Landmark Commission, where you're not allowed to put up these big skyscrapers. And they preserved the artistic and the antiquity of many years ago. And it uh, it goes back, if you go back in history, they used to house the slaves in that Soho area. And it was swampland, and then it just came uh, manufacturing in these old but sturdily built loft buildings. And uh, that's where my family had gotten its start uh, for several generations now in trucking. And then I delved into real estate into the 80s with my family. Uh, I was blessed that I had... Uh, I had to start and uh, continued it from there. Um, the uh, and, and yes, we call it the city that doesn't sleep. But right now, it's kind of a moment in time for the world with the pandemic, as we all know. Yes, so sir. it is kind of snoozing, like many other big cities right now. Yes, but sir. we all know that's uh, something that will pass, and and uh, with uh, goodwill and so much blessings that's happening as we're rising up and above with our new research, and uh, we will overcome. Yes, sir. Um, but the uh, uh, but I guess to segue from there, uh, the uh, when, when my parents uh, were in, we actually had a, an, an apartment in what's uh, called a very major complex built by Metropolitan Life at the time called um, Peter Cooper Village or Stuyvesant Town. Mm-hmm. So we lived on 14th Street, and I started grammar school, and then they had moved to the Bronx into a sister complex that I think MetLife had built called Parkchester. These are major, major complexes. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, as I was still in grammar school, they bought a house with a garage in the back in the Bronx. Uh, and for some reason, uh, I guess I, I was kind of like 
you know, the classroom joker or practical joker. I was always trying to cry. From, I guess it just was instilled in me from birth. I would always just try to make people smile. And uh, I uh, eventually I just had friends and people starting coming to the garage after school. Okay. And I had black lights, I had strobe lights, I had rock music, which is now classic rock. Back then it was, you know, it wasn't. And, uh, you know, for several years that had, you know, I just got into, I guess, in that mini form, entertaining. And, uh, you know, I just loved putting, I just loved entertaining and just uh, having music and, uh, you know, just taking people away from their lives. Of course, we were just, you know, youngsters at the time. So springboarding from there, uh, it went on to bigger and better. I started doing reunions, and I did some DJing. I'm not really professional DJing, but I was DJing parties and whatnot, and uh, continued to grow. Uh, I got involved with real estate in the 80s and uh, continued in a real estate business. I'm really just a guy behind a desk uh, in real estate, and the Soho Johnny name in the music industry or entertainment industry kind of grew organically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call myself the accidental tourist in all this because it's really true. <laughs> uh, but over 25 years ago, uh, I had lost my dad to cancer. Oh, I'm terribly and, sorry to hear uh, that. I, well, thank you. And, I, and I, I, you know, I just wanted to channel, you know, of course you're mourning the loss, but I wanted to channel that energy into something constructively. Mm-hmm. So I started to uh, do charity benefits, and uh, I sort of did uh, some, for instance, for the American Cancer Society and whatnot, and I've gotten so much love in doing that, and, and, and people and artists that have come to support me over the years, mm-hmm. that has really been a blessing in putting wind in my sails. Uh, I'll give you a, for instance, uh, there's one genre of music that, you know, of course, there's classic rock, uh, which is my first love, and... Uh, and, and actually classic disco. So last year, I just as a for instance, I did a show for the American Cancer Society uh, um, with a whole day festival of classic disco artists. And I had uh, I was blessed to have all these people come and support me. Denny Terrio, mm-hmm. who uh, had a show called Dance Fever, I guess, in the 70s. And he taught John Travolta how to dance. And he co-hosted it with me. I had all these other artists, Tavares, Heatwave, Fonda Ray, mm-hmm. Sharon Brown, Double Exposure, Instant Funk, Arnell Carmichael and Radio, uh, Planet Patrol, Harold Melvin's Blue Notes. Uh, I had Constantine Maroulis, who's more contemporary, not classic rock, but we know him a Rock of Ages. Beautiful, mm-hmm. great voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I actually had Monty Rock III, who is, uh, I love Monty, I call him my Mr. Magnificent, and he was the DJ in Saturday Night Fever, and <laughs> and he uh, also did that song, I guess it was like the very advent of of disco, called uh, Disco Tex and the Sex Celeste, the name of the song was Get Dancing, my chiffon is wet, my wig is wet, so many of our listeners that know that classic disco era, I'm mm-hmm. sure that's resonating with them as we speak. And, you know, I just had a great time doing these things, you know. I'm having a good time, and uh, there's so much there's so much connectivity. And I find that I've met so many beautiful people with philanthropic endeavors such as this. And so it's been it's been a wonderful ride. And, uh, you know, I've been chugging along those, that path as well. And I guess also because of this, several doors and opportunities open to me to record some of my own music, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a fair. I'm starting to get fair, fair bit of acting, and uh, you know, I guess we'll get into that shortly. Yes, sir. Um, so you said that you, you know, you've been blessed to be able to record some of your own songs. Um, what are some of the songs that you were able to record? Well, we, we right now, um, I have a buddy of mine who's also a philanthropist, um, uh, Scott Page, and uh, I, I uh, assisted him. He did a great benefit not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, I believe it was uh, last last year, towards the end of the year, called Dark Side of the Nam. Now he's the original saxophonist from Pink Floyd. Okay, yeah. so he kind of had like a Pink Floyd show, and he raised money. He's L.A. based in mm-hmm. California, and he raised money for the Watts Conservatory for underprivileged children to have a music education, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So um, collaborating amazing. with him with a tribute song. Uh, which uh, we'll be releasing soon. Uh, it's an old uh, Zager and Evans song, I think, 2525. Uh, I have something else that uh, I'm not, I, I, I can't make the announcement yet that's coming out that I'm working on, uh, as well as, well as uh, uh, some interesting shows that's also in the pipeline here as well. Um, I have a, um, again, I'm going to give some teasers for the audience here. Mm-hmm. But we have something that's Broadway-based, like Broadway in Manhattan, that uh, is it was just ready to give birth here, and uh, it's also it involves children and you know giving back, uh, you know because we need to listen. I always say if we do nothing, then nothing gets done, mm-hmm. and all of these things, as I said earlier, it's not about me, okay, but it's about us. It's about community, okay, and that's mm-hmm. and that's what uh, has created this. Um, this uh, this organic growth, if you will. Yes, so I have something on Broadway. Also, we're planning a virtual show uh, Thanksgiving Eve. You know, I thought it was very apropos that we give thanks because despite everything that happens in the world, and I know there's diversity, I mean, uh, divisiveness, I shouldn't say that. Diversity is actually a good thing, and it's, that's one of the things I attribute, you know, that I'm very lucky. I was brought up with such di- cultural diversity and people for all different uh, backgrounds and everything coming together and working together and i think that's an education of itself of being brought up in like new york city the boogie down bronx uh, Mm -hmm. so to speak uh, as well but in in uh, you know we have obviously a certain amount of divisiveness divisiveness in the world and i think uh, it's important for us to come together i mean they say social distancing uh it doesn't necessarily mean in my opinion social isolation as a matter of fact it's the opposite uh, this is a time that we need to have outreach and pick up the phone and call people you haven't spoke to in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we can't physically be together sometimes, uh, you know, we're social creatures and it's really very, very important. Yes, sir. Yeah, we can still, even though we're still, we may practice social distancing. Um, again, you said it perfectly. It does not mean social isolation. Um, so there's still ways that we can still connect with with our loved ones. So we don't have to feel alone, I guess, if that's the right word to, to use. Right, and so I'm, I, I'm working on a reality show as well. Uh, so I'm really, you know, right now it just so happens the platform, we happen to catch me at a time where there's a lot of pregnant things going on here. And what better time to do this? The entertainment industry is, you know, mostly virtual right now mm-hmm. by necessity, where we're gestating a lot of great projects for, for different reasons. Uh, so I'm planning a reality show with other artists, and uh, we'll be making that announcement soon. 
Uh, a lot of these things are announced on my website, Soho Johnny, S-O-H-O-J-O-H-N-N-Y.com. And we have an email list blast that people could join, or we're on Soho Johnny on Instagram, and, um, you know, John at SohoJohnny.com, and, of course, YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but continuing down here, um, I will say this as well. I, um, I talked about my dad, and uh, I think it's very, very timely and uh, necessary that I would say this, that I lost my mom to COVID in May, a few months ago. Now, now of course, I'm mourning and everything. Mm -hmm. So I had put something on the shelf and I reactivated the same reasons with my dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a foundation that I started called Let Me Help, Inc. And uh, for a foundation, it's unlike a charity, it could could service more than one charity. So it's going to be somewhat cancer-driven, but also COVID-driven. And uh, the show that I'm planning to do Thanksgiving Eve uh, will uh, be hopefully uh, raising proceeds for that, for those two uh, COVID families, for a breadwinner of the family that may have passed, whatever, you know, we'll just try to do something, you know, in a small part here. Because mm-hmm. if we all do just a little bit, it makes a difference. You know, we're all role models to each other, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't matter what you have, what you don't have. In some manner, shape, or form, it doesn't matter if you put a smile on an elderly woman's face when you walk down the street. It's so, so important. Uh, so hopefully, uh, and, and, and I will also say this, I want to give a shout-out to you, Jesse, for having this show because it's things like you do that help keep the line on for everybody, especially in these trying times. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I, I greatly um, I greatly appreciate that. I know this whole, with the whole pandemic, um, I know the entertainment industry had to, uh, I, I don't want to say, you know, they had to think quick on, on their feet, but they, they definitely had to reevaluate, um, you know, how they got their material out there. Um, again, you know, going to more virtual shows and everything just to keep people, prene- uh, excuse me, protected, but still, you know, put a smile on everybody's um everybody's face and uh, I, I know that new york was one of the cities that got extremely hard hit um, by this terrible disease well it, it definitely did i mean my real estate i mean i'm still involved in real estate and uh you know we own properties of obviously in soho uh, for uh for partly in soho and uh, we have a uh, company, well, we have a website, pepperealestate.com, P-E-P, like Peter, Ed, Peter, Ed, Peter Edward Peter, real estate, pepperealestate.com. And uh, we've been doing, of course, commercial, long-term, short-term leases, but we've been prevalent in doing a lot of pop-ups for the industry, not just entertainment industry, fashion, whatever. And, uh, of course, we were affected like everything else. But, you know, if anything about being brought up and just working in an area like so soho has been known for many many years as being a creative hub okay and one change that's happened in the city in manhattan is that downtown became a lot more in demand than years ago i mean years ago of course midtown was the hub with the skyscrapers and the office buildings mm-hmm. uh, but somehow over the last i'd say over the last decade definitely uh, downtown, downtown became more prevalent. So, yes, of course, we're affected, too. 
But we're always thinking out of the box, offering solutions and ideas for retailers that are a little bit concerned about putting their, you know, they just want to put their toes in the water, afraid of making long-term commitments now because they don't know what the future is going to hold, if they're going to be able to, to survive. Uh, we've been known to be very, very creative in what we do and advising them. We have a brokerage from time to time, very select. We will we'll take some clients, but uh, mostly a lot of we just handle our own properties. But uh, And that kind of tied into the growth of Soho Johnny as well. Okay, It kind of went hand in hand. Uh, and uh, I've just met so many different creative people over the years. And uh, again, I've just been blessed because when you deal with people like that, creativity it kind of, you know, you kind of, it, it kind of rubs off on you, so to speak. And so now it's all experiential. Okay, people don't just walk in to uh, buy a pair of jeans. I mean, usually you want to have something else there, uh, maybe a, a, a cafe component or maybe an entertainment component once a month. You know, that's that's kind of the secret sauce of the future of retail, in my opinion. And especially in cities like, uh, you know, the Big Apple. But the Big Apple will come back. Some of these major cities will come back. It may be evolved. It may be different. It may be different. But, you know, once we get past, and there will be a cure or a vaccine to pass this pandemic, whatever, um, and uh, we'll, we're going to be fine. But, again, you know, we're all new and... and uh, prayers for people that have had a loss uh, and I you know I'm reluctantly have to include myself in that as well uh, but we just need to remember to keep our eyes one thing Scott Page tells me my buddy Scott Page uh, he says he says John if anybody could it could take lemons and make lemonade out of it you can and uh, um, I guess uh, he's probably right I try to do what I can to um, turn things around because it all depends on our attitude it all depends on what we have on side because if everyone that's listening to this recording to this your show right now could set, th wake up in the morning and just have that instilled that there's people that are less fortunate than me which mm -hmm. is 99.9% .9 of the people listening okay um, and just start your day with that attitude it's amazing how you could just change the day for everybody for us as a as a population as a society mm -hmm. it, I think it goes back to the to the saying, just pay it forward, you know, just spreading positivity because the more positivity and all the good stuff that you spread, then the less hate there is in the world, um, which is obviously going to be, you know, a, a great thing. <clears throat> well, I call it my mandate for of my mandate for humanity. It's uh, kind of the underlying theme here of all these different projects that are that are coming to fruition. Um, but again, I say mine. It's not mine, okay? The point is community. It's all about us. It's all about community. Mm -hmm. And it always will be. I mean, the true riches that we will have in this life are not money in the bank. Money is a tool. It's a necessary tool. We need law and order. We need organization as a society. But the true riches towards the end of your life when you live back, uh, when you look back, will be the people that you touched and have touched you and the feelings and good faith and love that you shared, okay, because that's what will elevate us in the end. And that's what, you'll, that's what we all should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you try to look forward. You can't go backward in time, but if you look forward to that, because, you know, obviously we're all mortal, you know, we all have, uh, we're not here forever. And then we say, listen, I can't change the past, but I could definitely change the here and the now. 
Mm-hmm. Scott Page, also another famous saying from my buddy. He says, John, the only thing that really matters really is right now, this moment. Okay, this is the reality that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a perception. And this is where we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's that's exactly exactly right. You know, being able to make a difference in 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 this moment, you know, um, yeah, the the pandemic it it's 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 horrible, but it's it's what can we do to fix it? What can we do to make it better? Like, yes, it is it is here. How do we deal with it? How do we get past it? And that's I mean that's the one thing I, I admire about um, you know just New Yorkers in general is that they are um, very head headstrong. Um, you know, even after say September 11th happened, you know it was yes, this is horrible, but we need to come back from this. And you know, and I believe you know y'all came back from that tragedy, and y'all will come back from from this and move forward and continue being the great you know city and state that y'all are. Well, it's important to allow ourselves as human beings to heal or go through stages or to vent our emotions, okay? It's important. Sometimes you have to let yourself cry. But mm-hmm. you, you know, I look at it as you compart- you, 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 you kind of put that in a compartment and say, this is fine. It's almost like you schedule it, okay? I know it may sound a little bit odd, but I, this is what I try to do. With my own loss, I lost my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was blessed to have her. At the, she died at 93, okay? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, and, and it was a terrible time, of course, it, she passed in May, and she, and she was in the hospital in April, and I couldn't even see her, you know. But I look at the positive because what m- makes me feel good, you know, as I go through, you know, and I, you know, allow your time, time to grieve is that I want to take that energy and do something good in her name, like I did with my dad. Mm-hmm. And if we all could just try to look at things differently and try to wrap our heads around that. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there's so many different problems in life. I'm not making less of anyone else's life. I know we all have trials and tribulations that we go through. But we're all here, you know, we're all connected in such a way that it's important to keep our eye on the ball. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can make a difference in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And that is so special. Okay, yes. we're all role models to somebody else. Yes, sir. That's, that's ab- absolutely true. You know, if we can... If we can make just one, you know, a difference in one person's life, then, you know, our our day is our day is made. Um, so I, I mean, I I think it's awesome that, you know, that that you're, you know, doing this stuff, uh, that you're, you know, raising uh, money and everything, and doing benefits for um, COVID, uh, for COVID nineteen. Excuse me. Uh, Jesse, I mean, I'm having a great time, and that is a for you to be able to to enjoy what you're doing, okay. And it's not you know, not everything is charity. I don't want to mislead here, but you know, it just it, it's it's a big part of my giving back if I can. Mm-hmm. And the uh, uh, I mean, we have a a lot of these are fun projects. We have a comic book coming out, okay, um, and uh, you know, it's all under the Soho Johnny moniker um but it's 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 i think it's so important to have uh to lead the light on so to speak to mm-hmm. hearing what other people have to say and communication is key 
Mm-hmm. I mean, 100 years ago, we had the Spanish flu, which was the last worldwide pandemic, I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, many, many, many more millions of people died because we didn't have the medical technology or the communication. Now you could, unlike then, you could send an email and communicate with someone on across, you know, across the world. Yes, right. And uh, you know, about I don't know if it was 200 years ago there was uh, the, the Black Death and everything in Europe. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're not used to it in our lifetime. But like you just mentioned about New Yorkers and 9/11. But I, I, you know, I wouldn't limit it to just New Yorkers. I guess New Yorker, New Yorkers have that image because you know it's a large population and there's a lot of business and commerce being going on, and people are always hustle and bustle, moving back and forth. It's just a matter of you're already like looking forward to the next thing. So even if the big problem happened, all right, let's just do what we have to do immediately. Like you know, first responders, you know, just just you don't think, you just act and you try to help and. That's you know this is so it's not, but it's not just New York. I think it's just I think it's a big part of human nature, all right. Mm-hmm. And we all have that within us, but we just have to have to have to fondle it. We have to nurture it to come mm-hmm. out. And uh, again, it it becomes contagious when you could have that you could touch somebody in that way. A smile. It could be just simple little things. Just you know, and, and I, it's a form of entertainment. I mean, on my website, I think I, I, I came up with a quote, the breadth of love is spoken in the language of musical expression, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, music is the tie that binds, so that's kind of the genre. That uh, I, And it was my mom. My mom was the one that inspired me into entertainment. Uh, she was 93 when she passed, so you know, when she was brought up, you know, it was hard for her to dress up and everything because we're very, very old school traditional values i guess probably we're talking the 50s here and uh you know she would go out and she probably would if it was a different time she probably would have gotten further you know because i think her family and my grandparents and everything you know they wouldn't uh, let her go out that much but she did some acting out on broadway and she did uh, some and she always had music in the household when i grew up mm-hmm. my father okay when it comes to charity my father had the gift of of, uh, of being a uh, having humility, a sense of humility and humanitarian, growing up in the depression, having nothing uh, as well, instilled in me the values. He was able to treat anybody that after they walked away from him, doesn't matter who they were or what they had, they would have they would just have a good feeling in their heart and a smile. He had that gift. He, he was amazing. So I guess that you know to answer the question earlier, that is kind of what helped also create Soho Johnny. A little bit for my dad, a little bit for mom. I was blessed uh, to have those those inspirations. And in, in their honor, and, you know, when I talk about my mom and my father, I'm speaking for everyone that's had a loss, okay, mm-hmm. and, uh, to, that, that can identify, especially now during COVID times. I mean, COVID's going on because there's still cancer and all these other things, but, you know, we're, we're always going to have loss, but I just, uh, you know, put this mandate for humanity to remember that it's part of life and that in the honor of people that we've lost to do something good because that's the best tribute you could do for somebody that you've loved and lost. And mm-hmm. loss is only temporary. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get into religion, on Soho Johnny, because I think a lot of this is common sense humanity ethics. Even an atheist should agree with the common sense of what I'm talking about. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, this is... Uh, this is uh, temporary, and, uh, you know, there is a, uh, you know, I hope for, there, there will be a reunion for everybody at the end, for everyone. Mm-hmm. I will say that. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, listen, I I greatly appreciate you being on here. Um, this has been an eye opening experience. Um, again, thank you for taking your your uh, time out of your busy day to dedicate to to my little little podcast. Um, so. Well, there's a lot of excitement in the air, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these things that are coming up, it's, 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 there's a lot of um, different artists and A-listers are banding around, and uh, uh, we're putting some things very, very special together for the public to see soon. So, um, And uh, besides making a difference, I think everyone deserves to have a good time now. And, you know, the irony of the, what's going on now is it's prevented people to go out as much as they or, or just to be entertained or to go to a show. So there's a greater need than ever for that. Okay. And there's only mm-hmm. so much you can do in front of a computer screen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these things that we're doing, uh, uh, are, um, pregnant with the thought of what is to come. And, um, there's going to be a, uh, you know, a celebration of life coming soon. And that's, uh, part of what, uh, uh I'm, I'm identifying with as I'm putting this all together. And again, Jesse, I thank you for having me today on your show, um, and and uh, and and, and uh, congratulations to you for having the show, because it's so important for us to have the outreach, and you have the outreach here and what you're doing. Thank you for that. Yes, sir, and I definitely look forward to seeing all your, um, you know, your future projects, uh, you and Scott Page's future projects, uh, just to see, you know, what what y'all put out there. Um, I'm definitely excited for it and and uh, any other future projects that y'all uh, put out thank you jesse sohojohnny.com uh for those that uh, for our listeners and uh thank you again and uh bless everyone out there that's listening and if everyone after they listen to this just go out and crack a joke and raise somebody's spirits okay it'll yes, make sir. a little bit of a difference let's all try to do that yes sir Again, th- uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Thank you.